AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Joe Petrie, Editorial Director for Airport Business in the Endeavor Aviation Group. Mid-America St. Louis Airport has experienced plenty of growing pains in its nearly 30 years of existence. A victim of mass airline consolidation of the early 2000s, de-hubbing at nearby Lambert St. Louis Airport, leaders have had to rethink and recalculate plans to grow the business and serve as a valuable asset to the region over the years. Darren James was appointed airport director at Mid-America in late January after serving in an interim director position for five months. A veteran of the airport, he brings inside experience to the position and has not only seen the record passenger growth there, but also the recent opening of a new passenger terminal that doubles the size of the old facility. I recently had the opportunity to speak with Darren about the challenges and opportunities he sees with BLV and what the future will hold as him and his team drive the airport to continued growth and success. Darren, well, thank you very much for uh, speaking with me today. Uh, congratulations on the promotion um, and taking over at BLV. So tell me, first off, tell me a little about your journey on becoming the airport director. I mean, what kind of got you to where you are today and some of the experiences you've had? So I would tell you, Joe, I probably have a, a less than typical uh, path uh, to get to a position like this. So I was uh in the Air Force for 30 years, so I retired from the Air Force in 2020, um, and my last position was at Scott Air Force Base uh, right here in uh, in the local area. Um, so I was familiar with the Mid-America St. Louis Airport uh, at the time just because of uh, living in the area, and I've, I've owned a home here since 2003, so, so I was familiar with the, the operation out here. But as I retired from the Air Force, uh, I wanted to stay connected uh, in some form or fashion with the, the local area and, and aviation in general. And I did some uh, consulting for a while. Uh, and then I was uh, presented the opportunity uh, to become the assistant airport director um, in uh, the beginning of 2022. Uh, so I, I gave consideration to that, asked, you know, what what were the details associated with the, the position? And um, in, the, in the, that discussion with the previous director, Brian Johnson, uh, the opportunity arose uh, to to go ahead and come on to that position. Uh, so, you know, the first, I would say, year and a half, it, I served as the assistant airport director, um, essentially focusing on running the operations uh, here at Mid-America St. Louis Airport. So uh, operations maintenance uh, essentially fell under my um, responsibilities. So also, you know, transferring from the military uh, the military aviation world is very different from the commercial aviation world. So it was a lot of uh, um, education and learning the FAA processes, if you will, uh, associated with my position. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that I did that, as I mentioned, for about a year and a half. And then uh, um, the director, my predecessor, um, decided that uh, he was going to pursue a, a different opportunity, a, a great one over in the uh, Kansas City area. And uh, at the time, uh, Chairman uh, Mark Kern asked me uh, if I'd be interested in 
serving in the position in an interim fashion as they looked at uh, their plans moving forward on in in their process to determine who would be the next director and I, I accepted that position and then I served in an interim position from August uh, of last year till about November when I was named as the director of the airport. So, you know, a lot of people you'll find in the industry uh, grew up in the civilian industry, um, but, uh, the, you know, really my background uh, and the leadership opportunities I had in the Air Force, I think, kind of set the stage uh, for for my ability to move into to such a position here at Mid-America. Mm-hmm. And having that Air Force background of things, tell me, how does that influence your leadership style? I mean, how do you go approach, uh, you know, trying to make sure that you're uh, growing the facility into the best it can be? Sure. And I, I think, you know, leadership uh, and uh, understanding your approach to it, it, it comes from, you know, no matter what vocation you you come from or what your background is. And and I, like I mentioned, over 30 years, essentially, in the Air Force, that was how I was able to develop, you know, my approach and and, and essentially my style, if my leadership style, if you will. Um, but, it, you know, there are things that I learned throughout that time frame and, and leading uh, fairly large organizations that I think were very applicable Uh so, you know, much like other people, I don't think uh, just moving into a new position wouldn't cause me to change my approach to leadership. Essentially, I just carried over those characteristics that I, that I learned over those 30 years and have applied them uh, in the in this role uh, in the civilian aviation world. And Mid-America has had a, a pretty interesting, uh, you know, history as far as since it's been in its existence and how it's evolved over the years. Tell me, and as somebody that has already been working at the airport as it is, what is your vision for what Mid-America can be and will be and should become? Well, I, the, you know, the vision, obviously, we want to uh, make sure that we're aligned with the, what the St. Clair County envisions for the airport. So understanding exactly, you know, what the... Uh, the chairman would would like to do uh, with this facility and the and the relationship we have, obviously with Scott Air Force Base being one of 21 joint use uh, facilities in the United States. It's important to understand, you know, the alignment uh, that we have with the the county's vision. So what a you know, just right out the at the gate that the intent is to continue to to foster the relationship we have with Scott Air Force Base since we had, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship between. Um, the Air Force Base and the civilian side uh, here at, uh, at Mid-America. So I'll continue to grow that. Um, obviously, we have a tremendous partnership with uh, tenant organizations on the airport, uh, specifically the largest being uh, the Boeing Company. Um, we've we've been fortunate to have uh, uh, manufacturing or, or, or aircraft parts production that has occurred here at Boeing St. Clair um, for over a decade. Uh, and then most recently, we were fortunate to have um, uh, Boeing build the uh, production facility for the MQ-25 Stingray, their their autonomous air refueling platform, uh, and, and, and the ability to also build a, a taxiway that connects that production facility to our runway. So looking at how we can continue to positively impact the, uh, the economics of the local area and the local uh, um, uh, towns and and the county obviously is will continue to be a focus, and then just general growth at the airport. Uh, you know we 
we are fortunate to have a partnership with Allegiant uh, Airlines and uh, uh, just recently actually announced a, a new route. So we'll, uh, we'll start flying to um, Knoxville, Tennessee here in the June timeframe. Uh, so that's just an a, a example of what we look to do is to continue to grow that air service to underserved markets and also look for other opportunities to bring in uh, potentially other low cost carriers uh, to this airport to serve uh, other locations. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is a big time in the industry for investment in infrastructure at airports and, you know, Mid-America is no exception on this. Are there any on the horizon you're particularly excited about or ready to get going on that uh, are you think are going to be pretty transformative to the uh, airport? Uh, absolutely. We're, we're, as you mentioned, we're, we're fortunate um, that there's been a lot of federal money put in into uh, airports across the nation, and, and Mid-America St. Louis Airport is no exception. Um, I, I'll talk uh, about recent modifications because that will give you an idea of what we're doing moving forward as well. But uh, this past June, we were uh, fortunate to open up a, a terminal expansion. Um, so a $34 million project, which added 42,000 square feet to the uh, to the terminal to include uh, some uh, new boarding bridges, but also other enhancements, you know, to include uh, uh, the Transportation Security Administration screening area, an animal relief area, family restrooms, nursing room, uh, making sure that we're fully ADA compliant uh, in those renovations and, and really just enhancing the customer experience uh, as they come into our airport to fly to their destinations. That was really the focus. Uh, we brought that on. I've already mentioned our connection to Boeing uh, with the uh, production facility. So the next step is we we continue to do some modifications. We're renovating the uh, what we'll call the legacy terminal, so the, the pre-existing portion of the terminal, so that we can bring it up to the uh, same level uh, and uh, level of compliance, if you will, uh, as the new section. Uh, so we continue with that, and I'm excited to see that work complete, which will probably be um, late spring uh, or, or early summer would be my projection. Uh, and at the same time, we're we're starting to to look at the next phase of the modification, which will include a uh, a the construction of a general aviation facility and a uh, a, a federal inspection station, which is in support of uh, the ability to have international travel. We currently have a uh, general aviation facility um, that uh, I would say that the Customs and Border Protection has has been gracious enough to allow us to operate out of, but we need to enhance their capability. So this new facility will actually um, enhance that, uh, as I mentioned, and, and let them perform their duties in a in a space which is uh, more adequate uh, for their operation. And at the same time, we will look at phasing in that federal inspection station, which would then allow us to uh, bring in large air carriers uh, for international travel rather than just the general uh, aviation type aircraft. So the the exciting movement is that the beginning of that construction and then uh, obviously the development of some air service that will allow us to attract um, uh, air carriers in, into the uh, international arena. Mm -hmm. So as you see it right now, what are some of the biggest challenges facing Mid-America? And at the conversely, mm -hmm. what are some of the biggest opportunities you're looking to capitalize on? Sure. Well, every challenge is an opportunity the way I, the way I look at it. But 
And it's not just Mid-America St. Louis Airport. I would say uh, as you look at the aircraft industry and the airline industry, that's where you see some of the challenges. And, and usually what you'll see uh, as far as that goes is some of the, the, um, uh, the challenges with both air crew and uh, so I'll say the flight crew uh, having shortages in personnel, right? So it's, do we have the appropriate number of, of uh, pilots? Do we have uh, the right uh, constitution of, of captains within the airline industry? And that's actually having impacts on capacity. So when we look at it, you know, it's it we're um, all airports really uh, have are impacted by what's going on in the the airline industry itself. So the those that are moving uh, people back and forth. So as the pilot uh, demand um, continues to grow and the supply is not growing at the same rate, that that can affect the the airline's uh, capacity um mm -hmm. each airline is going to address that in their own way uh the opportunity that comes out of it and obviously is to is to be as supportive as we can and in, in uh, through the faa and in the rules that they set as far as um how the the airline um pilots are managed uh, and the expectations associated with that uh, but, you know, we continue to just look for, well, where are the opportunities as far as air service development? So, you know, we can't really control what's going on with the uh, in the airline industry. But what we can do is is make a, a pitch for, for where uh, we think that we can positively impact their bottom line and, and bring uh, revenue in, you know, with passenger service to new areas. So that's what we'll continue to, to look for. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the strong partnership you have with Allegiant at Mid-America St. Louis. Tell me, are there plans to diversify the airline options destinations in the near future that you're working on? Yeah, so as I mentioned, the, the, new, um, the new route to Knoxville uh, with Allegiant is a, is a big uh, uh, announcement that was just made uh, at the beginning of this week. Um, so we look forward to, to, you know, providing the opportunity for people to travel to the to the Great Smoky Mountains region, Pigeon Ford out in Tennessee. Um, and, and yes, to, to, to further answer your question, we will always look for, well, what's the next uh, opportunity? So, you know, we meet regularly with the air carrier to uh, determine, you know, what, what uh, may be the next uh, location on the horizon. Uh, we'll continue to focus on, you know, the leisure travel and the ultra low cost carriers. Um, but, it, you know, Aside from our partnership with Allegiant, yes, we continue to obviously look for uh, the opportunity to bring in other airlines. Um, I would tell you that we'll continue to pursue a similar model. Uh, I think our location it is more attractive to the ultra low cost carriers. Um, it, we just can't obviously compete on the level uh, with uh, Lambert over in St. Louis. So, you know, we, we've developed a niche and that niche is kind of the leisure market. So we'll continue to focus on that. Mm -hmm. And I've, I got to imagine having that, you know, double the size terminal can't hurt because it's it's really, you know, giving you a little bit more capacity to be able to serve these airlines. And tell me on the other side of it, how is this, a, you know, envisioned to impact that overall passenger experience as they come through uh, mid-America and make it an airport of choice in the region? Yeah, the uh, the expansion was really part and parcel to that. Uh, the way in which the airport was configured and obviously, uh, the the occurrence on uh, 
9-11, uh, September 11, 2001, drove a lot of what became the security requirements. So as that, you know, the, the original terminal wasn't designed with those uh, those security requirements, you know, in the in the in the uh, in the structure. So our our transportation security administration area or the screening area was fairly confined before, and this expansion has really allowed us um, to give them the proper uh, screening area to in, to to also enhance, you know, the uh, the way in which they serve uh, the passengers as they come through. So that allowed um, on the first level for us to to kind of spread out the way TSA operates. And then we were able to add the hold rooms uh, upstairs, which included two more gates being added. <clears throat> so your point, it's just going to give us the ability to to uh, to bring in, hopefully, uh, some additional uh, capacity, whether it's from a legion or from another airline to be able to uh, make sure that we're fully utilized space. Mm -hmm. And before you mentioned the the new general aviation facility that's planned and the customs and border protection facility, tell me what is the long term vision for these developments and how they're going to overall impact the airport. Yeah, as I mentioned, we we do already have a general aviation facility. Uh, so it, the the first thing is to to improve the um, the the workspace in which CBP is operating uh, for that type of operation. Um, and then, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the federal inspection station, the whole purpose there is to be able to 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 raise us to a new level so we can actually process an air carrier um, plane mode, you know, of passengers coming from an international area. So the, the GAF or the general aviation facility restricts us to a certain level of pat or number of passengers that can be processed. And the FIS is going to allow us to to bring in the the much larger carriers uh, as we move forward. So the discussion as we build this out and we start the construction, obviously we're committing uh, federal funds uh, to to that build out, uh, and the you know we'll be able to start to have that conversation with the air carriers <clears throat> about bringing that international service over here. Um, so that's that's really going to continue to be the focus is, you know, as we start to break ground and we start to build out, uh, we're showing essentially the the uh, focus that we have here to bring international travel to Mid-America St. Louis Airport, and we'll convey that to the uh, the airlines uh, that can provide that service. Mm -hmm. And this is always an interesting <laughs> time. I'm excited when I ever can bring up uh, trains whenever talking about an airport. Um, <laughs> I know that Mid-America is, you know, you have a Metrolink extension coming in from the St. Louis uh, region to help build uh, another connection to the airport. So tell me, how is this going to, how do you see this changing accessibility and connectivity uh, for people in the region? Well, in, in exactly the words you use, the the accessibility and the connectivity is is part and parcel to what we do, right? So we we want people to travel out on our aircraft to to enjoy different areas within the United States and eventually uh, internationally. But the ability to bring them in and, and transport them uh, via uh, a, a mechanism such as the Metrolink is going to be incredibly important. So as you know, the extension that, that comes from the Scott Shiloh uh, station uh, will terminate. Uh, out here at Mid-America St. Louis Airport, and, and it will be a direct connection so that the line will run all the way from Lambert in St. Louis all the way out to Mid-America. 
of connecting those two airports. I think the good portion as well is some of the underserved communities um, or those that may not have the ability to transport themselves to either airport can now jump on um, you know, the, uh, the mass transit that the Metrolink will provide and allow them to come out here and, and potentially get to the leisure uh, destination of their choice. Mm -hmm. It's always exciting to see such uh, opportunities growing even outside of the airport itself, being able to help. Um, you know, so that brings me into my next part of this, where we like to talk about, I love to put you uh, airport directors on the spot and give you a chance to really tell us a little bit more about what makes you, uh, the best in the industry as part of your facility. So with that, I have to ask you the first one is tell me what makes the team at mid America, St. Louis, the best in the industry. It's a great question. And what I'll tell you is, you know, it starts with the people that we have, um, the team that we have. So whether it's a, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, whether it's a St. Clair County employee, uh, somebody that uh, is directly employed by the airport, or uh, it's some of the contracting teammates that we have, um, we have a, a group that is that is solely focused on continued growth. Uh, and I don't think that that's unique uh, to other airports or, or to this airport, I mean. Uh, everybody's looking to do that, but uh, this, there's a, uh, a great level of pride um, that exists in the personnel that serve uh, at Mid-America St. Louis Airport. And I think there's a vested interest in, in seeing this, this uh, industry grow at this location. Um, so I, I would tell you that's really the foundation of, of what makes us um, the, the team that we are uh, at, at BLV. Um, and, and we'll continue to foster that uh, as we bring additional people on. You know, growth is always, uh, it will always be the question, can we continue to grow? And, and that's, and I think the answer to that is yes. Um, and we'll be able to bring some unique opportunities into the area that, you know, a larger airport may not be able to contend with, and we can do it at a lower cost. So we'll continue to, to, to foster the, the personnel we have here and grow the team and grow grow the strength of that team so that we can uh, continue to uh, enhance the operation. Why are you bullish on the future of BLV? Well, I'm, like I mentioned, I'm I'm kind of vested uh, since I'm a I've been a resident for for a couple of decades here, um, and I think that the the community uh, deserves to have a uh, an airport like Mid America St. Louis Airport to serve it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I tend to remain focused on, you know, where can we excel? Um, I think we've identified our niche, which I, I kind of described earlier. And uh, I have no doubt that uh, we can continue to press forward, but it, it requires a lot of support and it requires support from the community. It requires support from the county. Um, and it requires, uh, uh, support from the airline industry. So part of it is just making sure that we remain connected with those uh, that have the ability to uh, to to continue to let us move forward uh, in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. What is the most underrated thing about BLV that people in the industry might not recognize? Uh, I think any small airport would say the same thing. Um, and that is the ease at which it is to get in and out of this airport. Uh, the the connection and <clears throat> the the opportunity to come right off of I-64 
and into our facility. Um, and in the future, as we had already talked about, uh, potentially via the Metrolink, um, it is much easier to get in and out of our location than it is uh, when you look at some of the larger airports. So convenience, um, speed, uh, I will tell you the personal touch that we're able to provide um, as well. Uh, as I mentioned, it's, you know, we're very focused on the customer experience. Um, the benefit that I I have is the, the assistant airport director I brought on, Jennifer Hogenkamp, has experience from large hubs uh, where she worked out in Fort Lauderdale, all the way down to a non-hub like ourselves. So the experience she brings in and the ideas uh, will continue to foster so that, uh, you know, we can continue to bring in service that, that you know, our customer may not be able to get at some of the uh, the larger locations. And my last question for you, I know you're brand new to the job, but you've been there <laughs> for a few years, but what is the most important goal you want to complete by the end of 2024? Air service growth, very simple. Uh, we've we've started, like I mentioned, with the the uh, the addition of the the route to Knoxville, Tennessee, but uh, additional growth and whether it's with a legion or or another air carrier, uh, that that will continue to be my focus. And that's something I definitely know we can we can get uh, a or we already have accomplished in twenty twenty four, but I'd like to take that further. Um, in the same vein, uh, it that service development goes hand in hand with the the construction of our general aviation facility and that federal inspection station. So as we start to positively uh, move forward in the construction of those facilities, um, that will enhance our ability to have conversations with the air carriers so that we can continue to look at growing uh, the operation that we have here in support of the local community. Darren, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. I'm really excited about the future of BLV myself, and I can't wait to see how things progress there for you and your team. All right, Joe. I look forward to seeing you fly out of here. All right. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. To hear all the latest information on airport management and best practices, make sure to subscribe to Airport Business and visit our website, aviationpros.com. Airport Business is where leaders live. I'm Joe Petrie. We'll catch you next time.